Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. It'll be the Wild and the Stars in the playoffs. We'll get into that. But uh, we're going to talk college hockey first. Put a wrap on the season that was. And a lot of off-season news. Jess Myers joins from the rink live. And, of course, Jess joins on the Jen Schuster Coldwell Banker hotline. Uh... Quite a trip to Florida. I hope you had a, a good stay down there and a really disappointing end for the Minnesota Golden Gophers. Ouch. I did, I did have a good trip overall, Steve. I, I actually spent an extra week down there. I just came back yesterday. Nice. Uh, which, was, which was nice. You know, after, uh, after a long hockey season, it's good to unwind a little bit. Uh, and it, it was a tough ending. You know, there's, there's no question about it. Um, you know, I tell people I'm an objective journalist, and, and I get paid no matter who wins, but – you know, when you follow a team all year and they're within three minutes of a national championship, uh, to go in their locker room and, and see guys, you know, uh, you know, not, not dealing with it well, that was tough to see. And, uh, and you know, it just seemed like the stars were aligned and everything was going so well. And then in the last, like I say, last three minutes, it all just kind of went to heck there with, a, you know, a penalty at the wrong time and, and uh, Quinnipiac pulling the goalie and tying it up and, and finding a way to win it. And, you know, credit to them. Um, and I will say there's there's something pretty pretty special, pretty magical about seeing a, a program win its first uh, its first title. So so congrats to Quinnipiac for for finding a way. But uh, from a Gopher standpoint, yeah, that was a tough one to see. Yeah, and Bob Montesco's a really good guy, and you you feel bad for Bob and the assistant coaches and the kids that put in so much time and accomplished so much this season. But I, I'm glad you brought up Quinnipiac. I, I, I thought they played great second half of the game. They picked it up in period number two, had a terrific third period. And I just felt like for that entire third period, the Gophers, in, in a way, were hanging on. Yeah, and, you know, I tweeted that at one point during the game. Yep. It seemed like, uh, you know, Minnesota had more team speed. They had more offense, all of that. And it seemed like Quinnipiac really kind of flipped a switch there. And uh, kind of took over the game, and you know, people make a fact, uh, you know, people make a note of the fact that I think it was the last uh, last period the Gophers had two or three shots on goal, and yeah. and it seemed like with a two to one lead they were they were maybe content to say, hey, you know what, we can hang on, we can lock it down defensively, and in Bob Mosco's defense, they did a nice job of that. You know, you looked at that third period, and and you saw guys like Logan Cooley laying down to block shots. You know, the 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 normally offensive guys had really bought into, hey, we can win this game two to one. We can we can hang on. We can get an empty net goal. We can find a way. 
And then the uh, the untimely penalty with about three minutes left to Logan Cooley, and you know uh, a penalty that some folks questioned. Um, you know the the best comment I heard after the game was, "Yep, that's probably a penalty in the first period in December." But uh, in, in in a tight national championship game, some folks uh, questioned that one with two guys tied up. Uh, the fact that only one guy went to the penalty box, but you know that's neither here nor there. I mean, calls are calls are a part of the game, and and. Uh, it ended the way it ended, and again, that you know, it's tough to see for Gopher fans because because they were real close. Yeah, and final thought on that, without dwelling too much on the title game, because I, I still think the hardcore fans are licking their wounds. I, I still feel terribly for my dad, who uh, been going to games, uh, you know, at the old Mariucci Arena and had season tickets in the new building for a long time, and you know, really cares about Golden Gopher hockey. So I, I feel super bad for him. But, you know, it, it it still was one of those where it felt like maybe the Gophers kind of played to Quinnipiac's strengths and maybe went into his shell a little bit. And, and there's been a lot of talk about that in the wake of that, that maybe the Gophers didn't, you know, when they got that two-goal lead, didn't say, hey, we're going to try and make it three and we're going to try and make it four, pedal to the metal attitude, where they did go into a shell a little bit. I'll say this, Steve. My, this was my 30th Frozen Four. Yep. Uh, you know, and I'm blessed to have gotten to go to 30 of them and cover 30 of them. My first one, 1989 in St. Paul, Gophers lost in overtime to Harvard. Yep. And the play that everybody remembers about that is Randy Scarta, of course, in, in overtime hitting the – hitting the pipe or hitting the crossbar, the Gophers coming that close to winning it. I think the, the play, the, the what-if that will stand out from this one is late in this game, up 2-1. Gophers, you know, Logan Cooley and Jimmy Snugger get a two-on-one break and uh, just, just wind up missing the net, which would have made it 3-1 to one and probably would have clinched the game. And I think, I think that's the play that Gopher fans will be, be thinking about in July when they're sitting on the pontoon, hopefully, and, and thinking about, you know, how close they were and, and uh, maybe maybe giving it another run next year, but hey, all is not lost. I mean, this is a this is a good go for program. They've gotten some great recruits. They've got some good guys coming back. Yes, you know Matthew and I signed a pro contract, and he looks to be a an important part of the playoffs for Toronto. And Brock Faber signed a contract right away, and he looks like it to be he's going to be an important part of the playoffs for the Minnesota Wild. And happy for those guys. You know, we're still waiting to hear on some key pieces. You wonder if, like, a Bryce Brodzinski will come back for that fifth year. You wonder if Logan Cooley will come back for a second year, uh, being that he's such a big part of the future in Arizona. You wonder how quickly they're going to want to get him into their system or if he'll give it another go next year. And, the, you know, good news, we've already heard from Jimmy Snuggerud, and he says, hey, I'm coming back for another year. Uh, he, he's going to give it another run. So I think the pieces are in place for uh, – uh, uh, another shot at it next year, and keep in mind, Frozen Four is in St. Paul next year. That would be pretty cool to to have the Gophers essentially playing at home. Well, and think how much money that's going to save the rink live uh, to have <laughs> the the Frozen Four in St. Paul, and have, instead of you know you and your four star hotels and the fancy meals and all of that down in Florida. Well, I mean, there there's some nice <laughs> hotel pools in St. Paul, right? I oh, can, for I sure, yeah. It just it just it just won't be outside. I mean, yeah, fine. yeah. There there you go. <laughs> Jess Myers joining us from the rink live. Jess, a lot of movement already. Uh, new coach at Wisconsin. New coach at Minnesota State. As a result, the dominoes kind of falling there. Yeah, and, and this is what's interesting about kind of the modern era of college sports is Mike Hastings, you know, uh, does essentially what Bob Mosco did five years ago. He had had a nice thing going for him at Minnesota State, 
but he says this is my kick at the can to take over a Big Ten program and see what I can do with uh, with a program like Wisconsin, a school that's got a great reputation, great facilities, all that. You know, so he takes over at Wisconsin. Immediately, you see several of his players from Minnesota State enter the transfer portal, and already a couple of them have announced they're transferring to Wisconsin. So this is kind of the way it works now in college sports. You know, it used to be, you know, the players complaining that, hey, a coach can leave at any time, and, and uh, you know, even though he's made a commitment to us for four years, we don't have that option. Well, now the players have a lot more power, a lot more freedom to do things like that. So uh, on the flip side of it, You've got a really exciting young coach coming to Minnesota State in Luke Strand, who was the top coach in the USHL uh, last season. He uh, he led them to the to the national excuse me to the championship of the USHL when he was with the Sioux City Musketeers. Did a fantastic job there. Parlayed that into a chance to be an assistant coach at Ohio State this past year. And you know the Buckeyes were just one win away from the Frozen Four. Had a had a really nice team there. And he uh, gets a chance to take over his own program at MSU, and, you know, exciting for him as well. Yeah, and player movement. Uh, We've seen a lot of that. Uh, Players moving around. North Dakota's been very active, picking up players. This is kind of North Dakota's new style. It seems like they go get a, a goalie out of the transfer portal every year, and good for them. You know, obviously a good program there in Grand Forks, one of the top facilities in the game in Ralph Engelstad Arena, and that's a place where they've been known to bring in some experienced players. That's nice to see. On the Gopher side, we haven't seen a lot of movement yet. The one guy that we kind of expected would go into the transfer portal is Matt Stodiker. Uh, he's a senior defenseman. He was redshirted this past year with the thought that he was going to finish his degree and he would still have two years of eligibility remaining. I just heard from him last night. He announced he's going to go to Northeastern for his last or for ne- for next season. Uh, so he's going to try things out in Hockey East. And man, we wish him the best. Just a great kid and a and a really good defenseman that Northeastern is getting in Matt Stodiker. So, Jess, there's there's still a ton of work for you. A week after the Frozen Four came to an end, uh, it sounds like you're going to be busy in the short term covering the game. Lots going on, uh, not only with player and coach movement, but, you know, we've got the NHL playoffs starting up uh, real soon. So, yeah, you know, I always joke with people. They say, well, when does hockey season end? I said, hockey season never ends. You know, (laughs) it's always, you know, the the NHL playoffs is going to get done, and then we're going to be talking about the draft right away. So it just seems to go from one thing to the next thing to the next thing, and, you know, it's a lot of fun. And uh, wild stars as they get it going on Monday. They'll go every other day. Bit of a bummer that these games are starting late. Timberwolves in the same boat in the NBA playoffs starting late Sunday night. That won't be a, a tip-off till like 9.40. A Wild and Stars, in reality, they'll drop the puck at about 8.40 or 8.45. Monday night, Wednesday night, and then again Friday night in St. Paul. And then a week from Sunday, I think it's a 5.30 start. But that's a little tough on the youngsters on a school night. Steve, if you have any contacts in TV, could you let yeah, them know? Yeah, I know. Uh, I know. Could we, could we, like, send them a map or something and let them know that Minnesota is not on the West Coast? It seems, it seems to be some confusion because, you know, the Wild and the Stars are both in the Western Conference that they seem to think we're the same time zone as, like, California and Arizona. And, and yeah, that's not the case. Man, get a nap during the day if you can. All these 8.30 starts for the Wild uh, that gets tough on the body after a while. You know, it's, it's fun being in the playoffs, but Dallas is also in the central time zone, so I don't know right. how they think that, uh, that that Texas, you know, wants games at eight, starting at 8.30 p.m. Um, 
it's maybe good if you're Tom Reed and you're some of the bar owners there on West 7th because, yes. uh, you know, folks get off work about 5, they head down to the rink and, and maybe get a, get a couple extra pops in them before they go to the rink uh, and, and all that. But, uh, yeah, it does make it tough if you're getting up the next morning to go to work after a, after a playoff game, especially if we get overtime. Yeah, the, the pubs along 7th are not complaining for sure. A quick read <laughs> on that series, uh, Wild Stars. It's, it's the old saying. How good is the goaltending? If Philip Gustafson continues to play well and Marc-Andre Fleury continues to play well, and by the way, it'll be interesting to see uh, who who gets uh, the starts in this series for the Wild. Um, a lot of it is goaltending for sure. The, uh, the, the saying I've used before, and I, and I always go back to it come playoff time, they say uh, in the playoffs, goaltending is 90% of the equation unless you don't have it, and then it's 100% right. of the equation. <laughs> but... Yeah. but yeah, Dean Everson was coy today. He he wasn't really uh, tipping his hand. He said he's made a decision about who will start game one, and he said both goalies are going to play in this series. Um, now, frankly, I hope that's not the case because I hope one guy comes out and plays so well in game one that they have to keep playing him uh, uh, throughout the series. But, you know, we saw that last year in the playoffs where they had the home ice advantage against St. Louis. Marc-Andre Fleury, frankly, wasn't that great in that series. Finally, you know, they put in Cam Talbot toward the end, yeah. and it was maybe too little too late. I get the feeling that they're going to go with Gustafson. I just uh, maybe that's just my gut. But the other thing that Dean Everson has said, and and this kind of gives me a good feeling. If you're a Minnesota Wild fan, he said he thinks this year's team would have beaten last year's team for all the for all the great stuff last year's team did with you know uh, having the best season in in team history and getting home ice and all that. And you think about yeah, you don't have Kevin Fiala anymore. Well, two things on that. Number one, Kevin Fiala is hurt right now for, for Los Angeles. They don't even know if he's going to be ready for the playoffs. And number two, if you'll recall last year in the playoffs, and this happens to one player it seems every year, Kevin Fiala disappeared. We didn't hear from him in those six games. You know, it, it seemed to be the Kirill Kaprizov show the whole time against St. Louis, and, and Fiala, you know, didn't chip in the way you need guys to, especially come playoff time. So, you know, there are some reasons to feel good about this wild team heading into the playoffs. I know optimism is tough to come by if you're a Minnesota sports fan. I, you know, we, we've talked about that ad nauseum with, uh, with, the, with the Vikings and the Wolves and, and, you know, whoever it happens to be. But uh, I'm going to be cautiously optimistic, I'll say. Wild and Stars get started on Monday night. Hey, Jazz, always great to visit with you. We'll have to do it again soon. Always, always good to talk hockey. Call me anytime, Steve. All right, there he is, Jess Myers from the rink live. Been good enough to join us all season long. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.